0: The following is intended for mature audiences only. Discretion is advised. All of a sudden in school, I have to vent about this. My <laughs> classmates started bringing baby bell, like the rich baby bell cheeses. <laughs> it was the equivalent of like bringing a charcuterie board to third right. grade cafeteria.
1: First of all, this is the perfect platform to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I made this podcast for. <laughs> What's up, besties? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. And guess what, girlfriend? I am still the second part of that title. We have an amazing episode in store for you today. Today's guest is Brittany Brave. Brittany is an incredibly hilarious comedian, actress, and producer. She's one of my favorite people on and off stage, and I think you'll understand why in this episode. We talk a lot about comedy, growing up as a performer who always wanted to act out her favorite nostalgic snacks, and we even get a cameo from her mom, which is pretty awesome. Uh, This is such a fun and silly episode, I can't possibly wait any longer for you to listen to it. So grab yourself a bowl of cereal or your favorite childhood snack and enjoy my conversation with genuinely one of my favorite people, Brittany Brave. I'm really excited to have you on just because we haven't actually had a real life conversation, you know, because we see each other all the time and we do comedy and all that stuff. But, you know, we don't really get to have these long winded, vulnerable conversations. So it's kind of Mm. nice, you know?
0: Yeah, it's usually it's it's cries for help whenever we see each other at comedy shows. It's like what's happening. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Is it? Yeah, That's fun. I love that. Yeah, yeah um, You're
0: like, what is happening? I hate ten people in this room. I love Mike. What's going yeah. on with this show? Why is this woman yelling? And you know, it's never really, you know, it's it's rough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Usually, it always it always is. Why is this woman yelling? Isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and sometimes I'm the woman yelling, and I know that.
1: <laughs> sometimes, which sometimes. leads. Leads me to my favorite introduction that you've ever gotten at a comedy show, which uh, this this next female is the most female uh, of all the female comics.
0: Oh, my God. I remember that. Was,
1: yeah, dude, I, I like yeah. my wiener went inside of my body when I heard him say that. I was like, this is I, the stupidest intro.
0: <laughs> I could not believe this this comic is she's a she's really a female really she's the most female comic and then i took one of the biggest risks in my career and i said give it up for your host the blackest comic i've ever met (laughs) yeah and he was like huh and i was like yeah i mean let's say we're both just Accolades here, and you know even more than the female thing or any or any you know because that's a whole other issue. It's just such lazy hosting. Agree. It's lazy, and what does that even mean? Like the most female comic, like.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's no different. uh, Yet this is more respectful, but it's no different from clubs and colleges. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you yeah. don't have it's like when you don't have credits, that's what you say. And it's like but at least that's a little bit more respectful than like the most obvious thing. Like because nobody nobody introduces me is like, well, he's the most manliest guy that's here wearing a T-shirt. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah.
0: Like, nobody you, introduces male comics like that. Like this next guy is a dude and he does comedy. Give it up. <laughs> like, that would be the most redundant thing in the world. And then my anxiety told me this, and I'm one hundred percent projecting this onto that host. It hits his fault. But like when I hear like she's like really a female comic. She's right. the most female comic. Like right. my idea is like, oh, like, what is that also a dig about like the shit I talk about? Sure. Like, oh, she's a female comic. So get ready for jokes about her period. Right, or, like so... or, or I'm a bitch or something like, oh, she's one of those female comics. Who's right. Empowered.
1: And and, you, and look, are you all of those things? Yes. But what, what yeah, I'm mostly <laughs> a
0: bitch. Yeah.
1: I'm, you know, I'm
0: the first person to admit it.
1: Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: I'm not. <laughs> I, I, put this. Don't edit this out. I'm not. So i'm happy about it
1: yeah look at us gabbing like gals i love this
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) two gals we're just two honestly pookie the host was wrong you're the most female comic
1: (laughs) i will say this i'm the most female male comic
0: (laughs) i will agree and that's a compliment and i'm the most masculine female comic i'm pretty sure Yeah. yeah
1: and like but that's you know, and and just to to put a button on this, which bothers me so much, it, nobody ever introduces a male comic as like, well, this next comedian's a man. Give him a chance. Yeah. Like
0: nobody, <laughs> like nobody ever said it's that. so it's but like, I almost love it at this point because you sound so dumb as a host when you do right, that. Right. And it just sets me up for success. I've had it before. Um. I've had a I've had had such crazy intros and I've been a headliner on a show (laughs) and had a host be like, uh, uh, we had a really famous person, but they couldn't make it. So we grabbed this girl. Go easy on her. And I'm like, that's so disrespectful. I am the headliner on this show. But again, we could go this week. Let's not make a whole episode about. No, no, no. And that's, that's
1: that's perfectly fine. I mean, look. It's happened to all of us, you know, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. That's the beauty of comedy is that it will always keep you humble. Um, oh.
0: And <laughs> you know, everybody's like- dealt with bullshit. Yeah, every in various capacities. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Which is why which is why for the most part, we might not find every comedian funny, but we respect every comedian because we know they've been through it.
0: You know, exactly. It's a brotherhood. Even if you don't like somebody's comment, exactly what you said, even if your personal relationship was there, you know, at least the people that I know that are actually doing it, doing it. mm -hmm. And I know have seen the depths of a bar show. But the heights of an improv show, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, there's an intrinsic understanding here of what it is that we go through. So whenever comedians are mean to each other or kind of overstep that code, it's always sad to me because I'm like, at the very least, we should have a baseline respect for the fact that we're both insane to put ourselves through this.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, but it is what it is.
1: No, I I completely I completely agree. Um, but I do want to learn more about you just as a human being. Um and I'm gonna ask you a few things that I already know personally, but the audience doesn't know. So okay. um I'm gonna start with this. Where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in West Kendall, Miami, Florida. I was born in New Jersey. My roots are in New Jersey and New York. I know, crazy. What a commodity to have Italian people up there. But we're, we are the only Italian people in the state of New Jersey. Uh, and I was born up there, but I was raised and went to school and had all of my formative memories in West Kendall in Miami. And I hated every second of it. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, did not like it at all.
1: Well, so. speaking speaking of hating it so much and not and not mm-hmm. liking it or feeling like you fit in, who mm-hmm. did you feel the most a kinship with like who did you sit with at the lunch table who were your friends growing up
0: the nerds the theater kids the um we we were never cool we were never hot i don't know if you had to put us on the hierarchy i don't think we were like the nerd nerdiest you know we were the kids who figured out that being smart and funny is actually gonna be like super cool
1: right just give
0: it like 10 15 years um (laughs) You know, so, like, we weren't, like, uh, we didn't miss social skills or lack social skills, per se. We just weren't ever the cool kids because we weren't super hotter athletes or just randomly dubbed cool. We were the kids that were, like, um, we're going to work really hard and be smart and funny. And I think one day where everyone's going to realize that's actually cool. Sure. You know, so definitely wasn't in the cool club, but, you know, I just... I was always like a nerd and I did a lot of extracurriculars and stuff. So I gravitated towards the kids that did that too. Yeah. just were chill, you know?
1: Yeah. And when you say, when you say nerdy things, I I assume, I mean, of course, I assume like scholastically, but then I would also assume theater, you know, things like that. Yeah.
0: First off, you said the word scholastically and you took me back to the scholastic book fair Mm -hmm. at school. Yeah. Yeah. And that used to be my favorite day of the year.
1: So, it's like, the best if that, day of the year. You go the there. You order year. your books. You get them senior year of high school. You, yeah.
0: <laughs> you the easiest money them. you could swindle your parents out of. Easiest because yeah. you're like, I need money, and they're like, for what? And you're like, books. <laughs> yeah. Frickin' books. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Best day of the year. Yeah.
1: It was the best day of the year to ask your parents for twenty bucks so you could get Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen books. Was oh that my
0: god! Amazing? But <laughs> and goosebumps and Captain Underpants and yeah. um. Junie e. B. Jones, like classics, too. I and stuff, and, yes. oh, God. Yeah. It,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Scholastic Book Fair was the bomb dot com, man. And it was. Yeah. So here's. So this is crazy. I don't know if you went through this. I went to a Christian public school and we had two Scholastic Book Fairs. We had one <laughs> that was made by the regular Scholastic Book Fair. And those um, books are
0: banned today.
1: Right. Well, well, here's the thing. They wouldn't sell like goosebumps and stuff because it was like considered witchcraft. And so like so like, yeah, I had like Captain Underpants and I had, you know, books like that. But then there was a Lifeway Christian bookstore fair, Oh, fun! which which was like, I mean, was it, but like, it was like, it was like, get your Bible engraved, you know, like things like
0: that. I'm like, yeah, it's like Bible. It's like the Bible. And it's also a bunch of books about refinding yourself again, I'm sure too. And like rediscovering your spirituality (laughs) that are, that are relevant to a very specific class of people now. And that is dad's who ruined their lives. Yeah. Those, that those dads who broke up their family and ruined their marriage and their lives yes. are reading the books at your Christian book fair now. Yes. So like find themselves in restart i can't believe they let you read captain underpants that's like blatant nudity
1: it is yeah it is that's Bl- wild. well that's the thing yeah. that's i mean you might you might find this hard to believe but the nuances in christianity are ridiculous,
0: ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you might find this hard to believe but there's a lot of images and, and silhouettes of phallic yeah, penises in disney movies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. i know
1: that's crazy oh please yeah. please you're talking yeah. to somebody who talks about disney exclusively on stage yeah. um i i know about the boner and a little mermaid like i know about all that stuff um yeah. i know about take off your clothes and and aladdin i know first thing that.
0: first how do you not have a boner when you're around little mermaid i know uh, wow. right yeah yeah i mean
1: what priest wouldn't have a boner am i right
0: well, well, most of them, because they'd be like, she has too many tits and we don't, she's got too many curves and tits. If you can make her a little more young and boyish, then we're on board.
1: For sure. So. Yeah. Well, th- that was the thing. He was crushing on Eric. That was, the- <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs>
0: he was crushing on the sea creatures.
1: Actually. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you were in theater and mm-hmm. doing all those extracurricular things, was that kind of your soiree into the stage like the first time you fell in love with the stage yes and no
0: yeah good question um my mom used to dance and I just was like naturally a weird only child performer like I would my poor parents are I'm an only child and I would just subject subject them to shows that I wanted to put on like just (laughs) like and they'd have to sit down and just watch me do God knows what in the apartment Mm -hmm. when I was like two, three, four years old. Um, But, you know, they were observant, good parents. So I think they realized, like, I think she likes to perform. Mm -hmm. So my mom put me in dance lessons. So I did a lot of dance recitals and competitions and stuff. So I think that was technically my first um, bite with the stage. Like, and I had good parents that didn't force me into it. Like, if I hated it. Then so be it. We'd go to soccer or something else. But I didn't. I loved it. And all my teachers said that I loved it. And they were like, that's not a surprise. She's annoying as hell at home. (laughs) I used to run around and recreate my favorite movies um, and do all that and, you know, pretend I was in the movie while it was playing on the TV. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, all, that the, all the Disney movies, um, The Little Rascals, The Sandbox, like all of these things. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, all mm-hmm. of it. Um, and then so yeah, so then when I got into school, um, I just loved theater and dance and all of that kind of stuff. But I also was the weird nerdy kid. I'm an only child. I don't know how much that contributes to it, but I wanted to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um which I obviously have a problem with now at 32, but sure. I, I was class president, but I was in theater and dance, but like I was a safety patrol officer and I also randomly did other shit, bake sale or whatever. So, you know, I was that kid who maybe I think that's where I felt cool or I felt seen and safe was by being busy. Sure. As a kid. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's a wonderful way of looking at it. I mean, I, I, I'm certainly not an only child but I have that same energy and I think that that just might be just a performer energy like you just want yeah. you just want to do everything you know and especially Well, especially nowadays, it's really beneficial because now you kind of have to be a 20 sided die. You have to do a little bit of everything, you Mm. know, Um, because every actor, I mean, as we've known with the strike, with the the acting strike and the writing strike, we've noticed, oh, we need more than just being an actor like we need a cell phone business and we need a you know food and beverage license and like all these different things you know
0: all these things and um i you know i just <clears throat> i'm touring a little bit this fall mm-hmm. and i booked myself a good amount of shows in not south florida sure Growth and exposure and everything. And um, I'm only now finally having an appreciation for all the many hats that I've worn across my life and jobs that I've had and skills that I've I've acquired because I don't think I'd be able to pack these shows out and run this career and do what I'm doing <coughs> had I not kind of liked everything. Yeah. And 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 did a little bit of everything. Um and this is probably the first time in my life that I have the most depth versus. Well, I guess I have breath too of knowledge of things too. But I mean, I'm I, I'm digging deep with comedy and radio in this career path. And I and I think I wouldn't be able to do so had I not spent so many years trying to be a little bit of everything. Sure. Now it's culminating in a weird way.
1: So you're yeah. A- yeah, you're absolutely right. And well, and not only that, like it's also um comedy is so and even being a radio personality or a podcast host you have to be someone who's comfortable being unapologetically you yeah because when you're an actor you know it, it, it i've said this many times but it explains why when you watch really good actors on like jimmy fallon and why they're so fucking weird you know what i mean
0: Because they're like, I have to be myself. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's why like the best actors are like Joaquin Phoenix or like Leo DiCaprio and like people like that. You're like who talks like that? Like, (laughs) like, are you, are you a person? Are you a person? It's weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Cause they're not, you know, it's almost, it's almost up to call actors out, but it's like a form of escapism. Well, the entire, all the cinema is and acting is all it is. It's escapism for actors and for viewers. Like I actually think Jerry Seinfeld has a quote that says the actor builds a career out of wanting to be anything but themselves. Mm -hmm. The comedian builds a career off of being themselves. Yeah. So it's it's um and I I love and appreciate and will forever be indebted to stand up for, I it, forcing me to love myself and yeah. get to the get to it and and find my truth not to be a throw pillow at Target find my truth but yeah. but find get honest with myself and I think you don't get funny until you get honest but um stand up is stand up definitely helped in the self acceptance realm yeah. for
1: sure. Of like, course. And, yeah, yeah. um, and we'll, we'll talk more about, about that in a second, but I, I wanted to kind of just talk a little bit more about kind of nostalgic things for a second. Uh, what were your favorite snacks growing up?
0: gushers comes to mind immediately
1: sure yeah you weren't afraid that you would turn into a strawberry or something
0: no no i not <laughs> i was like ooh, they they have more curves than me sure, sure. um right. yeah um i loved gushers i loved fruit roll-ups i yeah. loved cheese it's still love cheese it's today What sure. i loved lunchables okay that processed crap yeah but i loved it
1: it's um so, the ham is so wet it's so, like, like why it's Is it so, so wet? the
0: crackers are so soggy it's yeah. so bad yeah i don't even think they exist anymore do lunchables exist
1: well here's the thing back when we were growing up and i've said this many times on the show but i'm willing to tell you yeah like lunchables commercials were always like if your mom doesn't buy you lunchables, she doesn't fucking love you. You know what That's I mean? Funny as hell. <laughs> and when you really think about it, you're like, yeah. what a shit mom. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, here's your lunch. It's in a box.
0: Like Yeah. But it was like, Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Like it's like, that's not a homemade lunch. Like, I actually, now that you say that, I remember that being a point of contention between me and my Italian mother. Yes. She prides herself on her cooking and I better be hungry when I'm not. It just happened mm-hmm. last night. I got home from a gig and I'm spending a day or two with my parents and mm-hmm. I didn't want my mother's dinner. And there was a weird tension there. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I ate already. Sorry. Right. She's like, not in this house so I remember when I would request Lunchables it was like you want that crap and like all right Right. like you could have had a PB&J made just the way you like it but go eat that synthesized ham over there but Lunchables was was one of the few status symbols in school like you were cool if you brought Lunchables you were cool if you had at least when I went to school, if you brought fruit roll up, like there were certain snacks and things you could bring that, that string cheese, like the little bit, all of a sudden in school, I have to vent about this. My classmates started bringing baby bell, like the rich baby bell cheeses. And that, that was the equivalent of of like bringing a charcuterie board to third grade cafeteria. I was like relax i'm still on string cheese assholes
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. this is yeah. The, first of all this is the perfect platform to talk about this yeah. <laughs> this is what i made this podcast for like
0: i'm thinking about it now and i was like why did everybody start bringing like high quality cheese like they're like this is gouda and i'm like okay well i'm not a snobby asshole Like, right. i have goldfish and uh a regular old string cheese how yeah. about that
1: yeah. yeah, well, my string cheese has a picture of Spongebob on it, so eat a dick, Mallory. <laughs> Literally,
0: yeah, we hate Mallory. I already don't even know her, but I hate the name. I, I You can, depending on somebody's name, you can hate them. Like, you can. Like, so I don't, true. I, I just, I don't want to meet a Seth. I don't want to meet a Seth. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to like him. Sure. That's it, you know. A Mike's, yeah. Chris's, Tony's, Joey's yeah sure it's the whole christian catholic (laughs) village people never met a joseph tony or michael that i didn't like david lukewarm on i don't know like so yeah but um yeah it was a but i feel like the cafeteria to this point was like the formative that's where because your teachers weren't there as much so Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of bullying and bonding Mm -hmm. Went down and a lot of like I guess it was like a glimpse into like everybody's home life Mm -hmm. and socioeconomic status like so that's why the cafeteria as a kid could was really like a make or break moment in terms of being traumatic or triumphant, I think.
1: No, you're you're absolutely right. And and I'm glad we're talking about this. I don't think I've ever actually talked about the dichotomy of the cafeteria, but like, it's so true because when you're young, it really does like so stupid, but like, yeah, the food that you bring is your status symbol, which is so Mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah. You know, and then in in a weird way, you get to find out who the drug dealers are going to become. Like <laughs> trading with each other. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, they're building. They're bartering. They're like swindling yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Out of. They're like giving you a fruit cup, and all of a sudden, you just gave up your gushers. And yeah. And you're like, you said this fruit cup had candy in it, and he's like, psych, bitch. And yeah. like you're like, oh, like
1: yeah. what? It's yeah. the Worst. Yeah. It's- yeah.
0: Or do you remember like the pencils in school? Yeah, of course. And they were like a quarter or something. Like oh. at my school, they were in the cafeteria and okay. they were like the shiny pencils and erasers. And like, I think for me, those kids were the drug dealers. Sure. They, they would mass buy all the pencils and then they were like upcharging and then they'd get in trouble. But now I'm like, oh, my God, they were brilliant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That
1: That was like. That was our version of, like, Bitcoin was, like, mm-hmm. buying, like, and, and I, I, I always say this, too, like, Beanie Babies were, like, stocks for moms. Like, like it's, like, yeah in the 90s, things were more tactical, but it's the same thing as it is now. If you, know, you like-
0: liked Beanie Babies a lot and you were a girl uh, back in school, like, now, you know, you love pumpkin spice.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you true. love those, like, paisley, kind of tacky. But whatever, Lululemon backpacks and stuff like it's very it's very indicative of of all these things. But yeah, like I remember, I don't know why, but like in the like cafeteria, too, there was a weird tension with bringing your food or buying your food. Right. And. Um, if you still brought your food, unless the food you brought was like banging. Yeah. Like you were a little bitch. Yeah. Still. Like, why are you still packing the lunch? The rest of us are cool. And our parents give us lunch money and we get mm. cheese sticks and a bunch of things that are not healthy and good exactly. or whatever. But um, I remember that I used to feel like a nerd still bringing my lunch. And then it's so funny how things become full circle because now at 32, packing your lunch to go to work is like just responsible. Yeah yeah 100%. and like healthy yeah and meal right. prep is a whole thing yeah well, I'm, I'm sure
1: it's all come back even for kids because like school lunch doesn't seem all that fun anymore either like they don't have no. school pizza like we did like more than yeah. more than likely especially now because like now culture is so like because back you know not to be mean but like this is just what it was like i'm just showing a mirror to who we were when we were in the 90s like if you were different it was like frowned upon to where it's like now being different it's like it's the coolest thing ever i've never seen that food before what is that as to like as opposed to like ew you don't have a turkey sandwich like me like you know right like oh your
0: mom is italian and made like stuffed peppers and brought and you could bring one to school like that's so cool. Right. Yeah. yeah, that is true. And I guess it kind of gives me a silver lining about society mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, But yeah, kids would be ruthless with that. Like if something was cool and ev- everyone decided that that was the thing, if you just weren't doing the thing, you were immediately. But now I guess it's, it's different. Yeah. It's, it's... you know, being different. There's a curiosity.
1: There. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny how, how marketing made us so we were so susceptible to like shitty marketing like that's really what it was because like i mean i don't really watch kids television anymore but like when i would watch it especially when my sister would would watch it i remember like every nickel every commercial on nickelodeon was like about some green food (laughs) where it's like it's like, oh, you don't like ketchup? Well, it's green now. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, God, what is this? now it's cool. And now you're like, that's disgusting.
0: There's food coloring. <laughs> there's ketchup. Why are you eating slime? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, literally disgusting. Yeah.
0: I will say, like, to my friends who have kids or, like, my coworkers that have kids, I still think that, like, hopping on a trend thing is still, it's still a thing of for course. sure, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do, I I would say that I think you do get made fun of less for being different now. Um, but I, I mean, I, I was never, I never was following the trends in school. Like I remember Hollister and Abercrombie becoming really popular and mm. that divided the whole school. Like who who was able to afford that and wore that and who didn't. And I do remember like begging my mom. For it. And thank God my mom like knocked sense into me. Like, this is overpriced crap yeah. that like kids in Indonesia are dying and mm-hmm. making. Like, no, like, you know, but at the time, like, I remember just these little things that we, our classmates make status symbols that probably why we're both comedians nowadays, because we didn't it's, subscribe it's, to it.
1: It's so yeah. funny to think about because going back to, even the '70s, dude. It is all about a polo with a stupid animal on it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and it's mm-hmm. like, why is this a hundred dollars? Oh yeah, <laughs> like you know what I it's mean. It's niche
0: and weird, and but but also like, um, and even how everything comes full circle again, and so many of these train trends come full circle. Mm. So it's just all the more reason to like encourage encourage individuality because one person dubbed something as cool. Well, I don't think you're cool. Who cares? Like, okay. so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Love it. Um, We like to talk about cereal on this show. Uh, okay. What is, what were your favorite cereals growing up? Are you still a cereal fan? You know, all that kind of stuff.
0: I don't do cereal all that often. And if I sure. do now, as an adult, I do dry cereal.
1: Yeah, same. probably
0: makes me, yeah, I just snack on it. Uh, but I don't do it that often, and I do like healthier cereals now. The cereals that my mom and my dad wished I'd liked growing up, I liked Fruity Pebbles. Mom, what other? Yeah. Mom, what other cereal? Let's get Karen in on this. Sure. <laughs> Which one? What other cereals did I like? Greatness, I did. Well, you like putting it on yogurt. So. When I was a kid. You know, it's say like your your upper teens. When I was a teen, I'm learning this about myself.
1: Used to used to like to put little pieces of a tree, apparently. Because you she, heard that? I heard. I used nuts. to
0: put grape nuts on top of yogurt. Yeah. As a teen, I was that annoying yeah. teen that was like.
1: I just okay, hit my kids. pants hearing about that, by the way. You just what? I just shit your pants yeah. hearing that. Yeah, I know. I just, I know.
0: My mother just had grape nuts and I was like, I'm about to have diarrhea. <laughs> right? Like, like, it's like mind over matter. I mean, that just goes to show you who I was in school. Yeah. Like, all business, all the time.
1: <laughs> well, and as people know, grape nuts is the, the most business class cereal.
0: <laughs> grape nuts is like... The guy who owns like grape nuts is just reminds me of someone who owns a car dealership. Yeah, like yes. that's what they have for breakfast every day. But that was me in school. Like I was like, okay, you kids go ahead and have your candy and cheese sticks for breakfast. I'm gonna be opening up an LLC by noon, <laughs> and I need energy for that. So here's my grape nuts and yogurt. Like. Yeah. No wonder I wasn't that liked in high school. Like, what hell?
1: And tricks yogurt that I'm gonna mix the flavor. Yeah. Oh, I like of. tricks as well too.
0: I did like <laughs> yeah. tricks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like,
0: like my cheat, my cheat food was mozzarella sticks, and rice krispies. Yeah, I liked rice krispies.
1: Yeah, and frosted. Shredded wheat, we
0: said frosted flakes though. That was, yeah, everybody loves frosted flakes. Not everybody loves frosted flakes. I'm glad my mom is the second guest now on the podcast. Um, no,
1: this is beautiful. <laughs> I we love I still, we love a mom guest on the podcast.
0: She invite she's she's funnier than I am. So, um, <laughs> frosted flakes for me, I think, and Honey Nut Cheerios to wrap up your cereal question have transcended the times for me. Well, like yeah. I. Yeah,
1: I think. And and this is this is the reason why those cereals transcend the test of time, because Mm. it's it's like right on the line of like, I'm doing something that's good for my body, but also I'm having a little fun.
0: Yeah. Which is adulthood personified.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like because because like regular Cheerios is like it's like eating a a guitar. Like, what do you do that for? You know, but like. But like, how
0: we but, haven't yeah. sued them and their marketing is beyond <laughs> me because they single-handedly try to act like as if having a handful of fucking cheerios is going to prevent you from having heart disease it's like relax you have to do other things to not get heart <laughs> disease
1: yeah yeah like
0: you know it's not like magical like some guys like i don't want to diet. i'll just like face fuck a handful of cheerios in the morning and that'll stave off all my cholesterol like no you still right. have to do the other stuff too
1: well and it's also you know <laughs> you know to to bring it to to another thing jared from subway uh was yeah. very much like hey if you eat subway you're gonna lose you'll weight. lose a ton of weight and it's like no if you eat subway you're gonna probably have child pornography in your house exactly <laughs> so don't eat subway
0: slippery slope. <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny bit. You're like, and then we all learned the hard way that if you eat Subway, you actually don't lose weight. You, uh, you go to
1: jail for yeah, child pornography. Yeah, yeah. Just... You obtain child pornography in your house. And
0: now that you think about it, any man that likes Subway subs that much... Any
1: person child pornography. I mean, person, I think I think a possum by the third day would be tired of it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's ridiculous.
0: It's not good. And not and also never trust a fast food restaurant or any restaurant that even forget what it does to your body or how it makes you feel. I smell like Subway for days after, even if I just walk by one. It's weird. Yeah
1: pete holmes has the best joke about subway which is like why does everything taste like the restaurant smells <laughs>
0: like, yes yeah, like, no matter the cheese the lettuce no matter what the you receipt
1: get, every- the diet coke everything tastes like italian herbs and cheese why? you
0: don't even need to go inside of a subway you're just in like a 50 foot radius yes. and a door <laughs> opens and you're like well, fuck, I had a first date tonight. So I hope he doesn't smell my hair.
1: <laughs> hope he doesn't think I work at Subway. at Subway or even or at
0: this point eat it. at yeah. all. You're like, "No, I just walked by one on my lunch hour. Sorry."
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, this is yeah. great.
0: And also um, Subway, the um the I was about to say the charcuterie at Subway. That's being far too generous. The uh generous. That's way too kind. Yeah. The cold cuts at Subway are like a step above Lunchables. They're right. made in the same factory. 100%. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's yeah. all it's all wet turkey. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is.
0: <laughs> and you're, I think you're eating a dog still, I think, at the end of the day or something. Sure. You're eating something really questionable. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, well, usually on this episode, uh, I like to review a box of cereal with my guest. Um, but before we do that, we have to take a little break. Uh, so let's take a small break and we will be right back. Pardon the brief interruption, besties, but me and my buddy Alf just wanted to talk to you about Childlike Wonder. Childlike Wonder is the official merchandise store of Mike Valdez and of Childlike at Best. As you can see here, there are some shirts with my face on them that say comedy's favorite cartoon. As well as the Viewmaster Collection, which is one of my favorite designs that we have. You've seen me rock many a t-shirt from the Viewmaster Collection. Another is the some of the church merch that we have. We have a shirt that just says Church Camp. We also have a crew neck that says Unspoken Prayer Requests. Because as good Christian kids, we all had those Unspoken Prayer Requests. There were definitely rumors about Stacy or whatever person we knew growing up in the church. I'm so excited about this collection, and I'm so excited to release it to all of the besties. So if you want to support the show or support me in any way, please just go to childlikewonder.co and grab yourself a tee or a crew neck and tag me on Instagram. I'll repost you. I'm super excited for you guys to get into this. This episode is also brought to you and will always be brought to you by our good friends over at The Crunch Cup. If you are a day one Childlike at Best listener, you know about the Crunch Cup. The Crunch Cup is a portable cereal cup that keeps your cereal crunchy. It's a tumbler that separates your cereal from the milk, which is amazing and such a great advancement for us cereal lovers because I am an anti-soggy cereal person, personally. In fact, so much so, they actually have a crew neck that I'm really wanting to get called the Anti-Soggy Cereal Club. You can get crunch clips for your cereal bag. You can also get a bowl to separate milk from your cereal, or you can just have chips and salsa, if that's what you want. To purchase The Crunch Cup or any of The Crunch Cup's merch, just like this amazing crew neck I was talking about, go to thecrunchcup.com and use promo code MikeValdez10, as you can see right here, MikeValdez10, to get 10% off of your order. Support your love for the show and be a part of the Anti-Soggy Cereal Club by going to thecrunchcup.com and using promo code MikeValdez10. Thanks to The Crunch Cup for always being such a supporter of Childlike at Best. Now back to the show. I'm gonna start with the one that I was gonna do just because I thought it was funny. Um, okay. I don't know if you do. You know about the brand LOL Surprise? No. Well, apparently because it's,
0: my whole life is LOL Surprise.
1: <laughs> it is all the rage with the kids. Uh, they have a okay. they have a cereal now called LOL Surprise. Apparently, it's these three little girls or whatever they are and. But I don't, uh, the only, the only reason why I, <laughs> the only reason why I chose this serial is because it really described you as a human being to me. Um, because <laughs> this is, if I could describe your comedy without any words, this is no words, okay. this is no words, just me describing you when you're on stage. This is you. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's just like it's like you're laughing but then i'm scared for some reason (laughs) that's exactly
0: where i want people amused she's funny yeah but also my guards up a little bit she's lol surprise is quite literally my comedy actually when you put the box on the screen i said that's my life every day lol surprise
1: Zanella, yeah. well, surprise. Um, yeah. The other cereal, um, I wanted to show you. I don't have it um, because uh, I, it's not real, um, but I will show it to you here. Um, okay. Let me see if I can share my screen.
0: Cereal is actually being made in real time. It
1: is being made in real time.
0: For our listeners, we spoke about goldfish. Yeah. And then I walked to my mother's cabinet and she had two bags on deck. Because she knew I was coming, and I have the palate of a seven-year-old. I love
1: it. So – The name of this cereal is called Loopholes Cereal. Uh, It's the only cereal with tampons and pads in every box. Now, Is this a real cereal? This is not a real cereal. It is is a marketing campaign, and this is why I wanted to show it to you. Um, It's a marketing campaign. Um, It's like a creative way to get people to sign a petition that tampons and pads should be provided by the government, which is a wonderful thing. You know,
0: well, they should be provided, yeah. provided by the government. Birth control should all should be
1: exactly, free yeah,
0: and accessible. But that's a conversation for maybe another podcast, another time. But let's not make this about reproductive rights. Let's stick to this, yeah. putting toiletries and cereal. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm getting derailed. No, it's fine. Obviously. I mean, at the end of the day, that was kind of the purpose. Um I mean, there is. They're... LOL surprise, yeah. <laughs> surprise. Um, this is the, that was the surprise part of the serial review you know
0: what I do see it being really helpful for mom has to go to work has a big fancy 9 to 5 dad is stuck getting the kids ready for school in the morning oops one of his daughters got her period for the first time yeah. mom's nowhere to be found grandma's nowhere to be found He shoves his hand into a loophole cereal box. Mm -hmm. Boom. Tampon and pad. Calms his daughter down. Avoids the talk.
1: We just made the best commercial of all time. (laughs) Yeah, you can hear me, loopholes. This is the greatest commercial of all time.
0: I don't love the partnership. (laughs) It's a stretch. But if they're looking for influencers to back the brand, I am the person to do it.
1: Sure but yeah. you're but you're absolutely right because it really is something that a dad would do <laughs> like, he's a clueless dad you might as well just call the cereal oops mallory's got her period like <laughs> yeah
0: literally like, well, like oops dad has to have the sex talk
1: exactly like so moms he's just like
0: work. i don't want to make breakfast yeah. just take this box of cereal <laughs> and here you're going to school you're probably going to need some tampons right <laughs> You're ready. And then the mom comes home and is like, what did you do?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is great. Well, believe it or not, I really do have a cereal that I want you to review. Okay. <laughs> that is a real cereal. Um,
0: I was about to be, that was my first question, Mike. I was like, no more fucking made-up cereal. <laughs> this is how. <laughs> yeah this is the last one can't be topped
1: (laughs) yeah it can't be topped um so um i spoke with my sponsors over at off limits uh usually i have a joke that uh my sponsor is not really a sponsor however with this episode they actually are my sponsor um so shout out to them yeah shout out to off limits um, Off Limits is a wonderful cereal company that you can get at eatofflimits.com or you can get them at Target. Uh, and this is their strawberry cereal called Spark.
0: Now. This, oh, I thought that said spank.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, well, I mean, you can spank Spark if you'd like, but, um. She
0: looks like she wants a spanking. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's what the text message is about, apparently. Um. Yeah. She's like, you up? <laughs> um but yeah I, have I one thing one thing that i that i wanted to that one thing that i would say about this serial that reminds me of you is that she seems like a girl boss for sure like because she's on her phone and she's like i'm getting my stuff done you know what i mean um and also like she looks Thank like you. she's on the run you know so yeah. there's always that and in the back here there seems to be some uh Adult coloring page, so they definitely. Oh, know. fun! Yeah, they know their audience for sure. Um, so what I would like to do, uh, because this is a very interesting product in that they make their own cartoon characters. However, they do not have voices for their cartoon characters. So, okay, I thought that it would be fun for us to, or for you specifically as Spark, yeah. uh, to. Tell the besties or the listeners that they can get Off Limits Spark at Target or at eatofflimits.com or wherever they want to do that. So, and I
0: can totally do that. I would like to jump in and say, mm-hmm. with all respect and love to Off Limits cereal and products, she looks less like a boss bitch. <laughs> and like the girl in the friend group who's like, I just decided like I don't need to take my antidepressants anymore.
1: Sure yeah she's, she's the female like, evan hansen yeah
0: she's just like little. yeah
1: she's the female she's like
0: evan like hansen yeah.
1: <laughs> i love it I'm
0: Like, I cries easily but i love her still she's very cute let's do this
1: well and that's the thing i want you to get into character so whoever it is that you think this person is that's who i want you to be um and this is going to be great i'm going to put some music on it's going to be Really, really fun. To- this is Off-Limits Spark, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, girl.
0: It's Sarah. Sparky Sarah. How my friends call me? People think cereal black. I think that's wax. Cereal is the perfect way to start your busy day. Through your meetings, through your calls, through your shopping spree, <laughs> through your breakdowns. A little spark in your breakfast. And a little spark and that. Don't let the haters tell you that toast Have off-limits spark strawberry cereal. Yes. Duh.
1: Love it. Off-limits spark cereal, ladies and gentlemen. They said it couldn't be done. They were probably right, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: said it could not be done we ignored them we plowed ahead we
1: plowed ahead and we made a commercial even though they desperately asked us not to
0: so they were like this is doing a disservice to the brand (laughs) you're
1: welcome you're welcome (laughs) um so yes queen i love it um i i'm googling these cereals by the way please do yeah um I I will say this, uh, Spark Strawberry Cereal is legit really good. Um, Is it really? Yes. And um, had I, believe it or not, uh, I actually wanted to get you a box of it, but I just couldn't uh, not eat it. So I ate it before I got it to you.
0: It's irresistible.
1: Yeah. It's irresistible. Like Sarah. It's easy peasy. It's Sarah.
0: (laughs) It's Sarah. You know you're on keto so you can't have that strawberry frozen yogurt to <laughs> so get your your fit with part
1: I love it. Um, I want to talk more about what you're doing now and all that stuff. Um, I want to talk about just comedy and um I believe that we've talked about we talked about this before. Did you start doing improv first and then went into stand-up?
0: Yes, I started doing improv first and then I started comedy.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> the slippery slope. It is a slippery slope, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I love it. I'm a thing. huge fan of it.
1: Yeah, one of my yeah. biggest problems with improv was that I was too funny. Um, but
0: <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you should start stand up when the teachers like Mike, stop making joke. Yeah, this
1: isn't a joke. This isn't a comedy theater. And I'm like, why does it say comedy on the wall?
0: I'll never under... I taught improv for a brief period of time in New York. Mm-hmm. I built out my own six-week intensive. Because I just think, with all due respect to all of the big schools, I did them. I paid for them. Mm-hmm. They're overpriced crap. Sure. But, so I took kind of the best from all of that, plus my own philosophy, and did my own, like, course. and. I was one of the teachers that I would tell my students, like, that shit's not funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was like, like and, and like, I understand the skill set of improvisation being, it doesn't need to be funny. It can exist in music. It can exist in speeches, TV, acting, whatever. But I mean, for the most part, people enter improv classes trying to make people
1: laugh.
0: right? So I never understood that. Yeah. Getting penalized in improv classes for like, Oh, uh, well, like you would kill in a form and then your teacher would be like, you didn't really support really well. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Not really yeah. here to make people laugh. But um, yeah, I did improv for many, 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 many years and sketch and swore I'd never start stand up. It's
1: and funny. Yeah, here we are. You know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've been wanting to tell you this for quite a while. You and I, at least in the entertainment space, have such a... Have such a similar story in that um, I started in music, just like you did, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't know about you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you started on the business side, and I was in the performance side of it, and um, and then you know I started improv as well, and I was stand up was always something that I loved, you know, which is why I always say this, and I'm sure you can agree, it's that um, I didn't find stand up, stand up found me you know, because like, I would agree. Yeah. Because like it, I only did it because I felt like I didn't have a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so that's basically why I started it, you know? And, and so like, you know, with improv, it was funny how you were saying like, oh, well you didn't really support this person. And I know this is a fake scenario that you were building, but one of my biggest issues with improv was I never felt supported in anything that i did you know because i was being weird or i was being whatever and Mm -hmm. i just didn't trust people you know and because of that you know people were like you'd be really good at stand up because you just have to trust yourself you know
0: yeah and usually the person who knows their voice the most and knows themselves the most and has the strongest sense of humor. Ends up feeling that way in an improv ensemble. Sure. And carrying the form and carrying the game. Mm-hmm. And then again, getting weirdly hand slapped for doing those very things. Right. And then, you know, I do think in those ensemble scenarios with improv, you can get held back a little bit.
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, you know, good on both of us. But yeah, stand up 100% found me. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's the kind of weird thing. Like whenever people want to start comedy and they think like. Oh, I'm thinking of doing an open mic and starting stand up. I'm like, just start with like I, I it'll find you if that's what you're meant to do. Yeah. And I don't know, but there's a common thing in all of us that do stand up and are good at it. And I don't know what it is. I joke that it's trauma. Yeah. But it finds you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. This insane thing. Improv's not that insane. Stand up's insane.
1: Well, because because really, improv is no different than being in a band. Because yeah. when you have when you know, yes, you are being vulnerable when you're singing a song. But at the end of the day, and I've I've used this analogy before. Um, the thing that that I love about music and the thing that I love about stand up is the the opposite is is uh like the pro of one is the con of the other which is yeah. the pro of music is that you can play um you can play music and you can play whatever you want and everyone will respect you and love you, right?
0: Cuz you're immediately doing something that they can't do, play an instrument, sing. Right. And
1: that's yeah. the, and that's also the con. You can sing a song for 8 years and not realize it's a bad song because everybody's just amazed that you have a guitar in your hands. You know and what I mean? You're
0: hiding behind a melody. Yeah. Too. You know, it's um where with stand up
1: yeah, you'll find out imme- you'll find out immediately if it doesn't if it does or doesn't work. That's yeah. that's the pro and the con is that yeah. you you find out immediately if you're good at it. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like, and your creative process has to be in front of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people practice, realize how yeah. delicate and and fragile mm-hmm. a creative and writing process is. And you quite literally have to do it in front of people. Yeah, in order to know. If it's good, if you're a musician, you can write a song and privately send it to a couple people and see if they vibe Mm -hmm. with it. Or like you said, if it's a decent melody and it's not a complete train wreck, Mm -hmm. people will bob along and get lost in it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Not quite the same. And people don't have an understanding for stand-up. So sometimes when they see comics doing new material, they're immediately like, that person sucks and it's funny. And I'm like, you don't even know what goes into this. Like, Yeah.
1: Which is so funny because as a comedian, I love it when when I get to see comedians, you know, as the audience would say, suck, because I see yeah. it as like I'm getting to watch these guys work out like I'm getting yeah. to see people that are like that are like, you know, on TV, work something out. And then in a year, I'll be like, man, I remember, I remember when this was bad. You know what I
0: mean? Like Yeah yeah and it's like uh, it's but you have to really understand and appreciate the art to see it that way though to be able to be like how cool i saw your process Mm -hmm. and how to flesh it out but you know unfortunately most common goers at comedy clubs are like make me laugh monkey right and don't say anything i disagree with right and i can yell at you but don't you dare engage with me so right
1: it's not that you get heckled, you know, like like you see in movies where it's like people are like you suck or this and that. It's that people are just annoying. Like and and you're just trying yeah. you're just trying to get through a bit and you can't think of words because you're like why is this person yelling right now? Yeah. You know, and like and and that kind of thing. I mean, so much so that like it's and and I think this is a common thing, you know. I, I say this on stage, you've seen me say this many times before where like someone will scream and I'll be like oh what was that and then they don't say anything of course and then I'm always like hey like just so you know I'm not your TV when you speak I hear you you know like yeah (laughs) exactly kind of my funny way of being like hey could you shut up for a second you know like yeah
0: this isn't Netflix if you fart I can smell it
1: (laughs) that's a way better joke
0: (laughs) I'm right that's actually Irene Morales
1: oh yeah
0: says that on stage
1: that's amazing and
0: that's why it was like I, i'll give her her credit but it's true like it's like they it, you and they're the ones who break the fourth wall
1: yes yeah and
0: you're like you just ruined that
1: yeah it's so completely it's so weird man i um no but i i love it i, I do
0: think there's a part of us that should suffer though of
1: course. Well
0: it, it's We're jesters.
1: It only look, at the end of the day, these uh these kinds of shows only make us better for when we have a great show because it feels like we're not doing anything.
0: Yeah. Cause it it, it, it makes sure that you go into those other better bigger shows with your guard up. Cause you know how it can go. Yeah. But they're a better bigger show. So once you're out there and you're like, oh God. Now I can really have fun. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad I went through hell at that bar show last week. Because it made me it put me on edge and in the right headspace. I'm prepared and ready tonight.
1: Yeah. No, for this
0: sold out show at the improv or something.
1: Exactly. It's wonderful. Um so um I I have just a couple last questions here for you. I know you have a heart out, so I'm trying to get you out of here as quickly as I can.
0: And a heart on as well. Yeah,
1: well, I mean that's me, but let's that's just me all the time. Um
0: That's comedy.
1: It's yeah, isn't it? LOL surprise. Yeah, so let me just
0: go whip it out somewhere. <laughs>
1: um so um this last these last series of questions, there is no wrong way to answer them. You can answer them in a comedic way. You can answer them in a vulnerable way. There's no wrong way. Um, So
0: Both uh, equally vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whichever whichever you'd like. And that first question is what advice would you give to your younger self if you were to meet them right now?
0: Allow yourself to make mistakes. Okay. They're okay. Because you're going to put too much pressure on making mistakes and you're going to make a lot of really big ones
1: mm-hmm. and okay. never
0: say that you won't do something that you never trip up in a certain way because that's a pretty much big guarantee that the universe is going to smack you right down. Right. Never say never. Okay. But um, I wish I gave myself growing up grace. I struggle with that a lot now as an adult right trying to give myself grace and then in turn give other people grace but i think that ultimately still stems from your ability to give yourself wiggle room slack grace humanity
1: yeah that's a beautiful answer now this is the the ultimate question here what do you think that that version of you would think of who you are now would they be proud of you would that nerdy girl that you were talking about before, would she think that you're cool now? What would she think of you?
0: She'd probably think I'm cool. I agree. Yeah. She'd probably come to me when she needs an abortion. <laughs> and I'd be like, don't worry, I got you. I know a guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, Yeah, I do. I think younger me would think I'm awesome. Now, no. I don't think younger me would have thought publicist me was awesome. Sure. They would have been like, you're boring. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, but, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, yeah, you're you're right. Like, there's younger me would think certain aspects of me was boring, too. But, you know, sometimes you have to make those mistakes to get to where you are, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I think younger, judgier me who had everything together on paper
1: mm-hmm. would
0: probably look at some aspects of my life now and be like, eh? Get it together, right. you know. But I think I think Baby Brittany, the child version of us, yeah, which is the purest version of us, the realist version of us, would think I'm really cool.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Brittany, brave ladies and gentlemen. Um, I tell you this all the time, and I'm gonna tell you on the record. Um, it is such an honor to be your friend. Uh, you are one of the greatest people that I know. Um, I yeah i mean you're just you're just as amazing on stage as you are in my personal life and i cherish every moment that i have with you as a human being on this earth um so given all that mike
0: didn't mean any of that that was sponsored by off-limits serial
1: <laughs> i actually read that off of my computer
0: um <laughs> but- <laughs> for the record i feel exact same times 100 about you
1: yeah no i mean i honestly we and we text we text these things to each other all the time actually yeah, we're
0: pretty gay for each
1: other yeah we're pretty gay for each other in like the most heterosexual way or yeah i don't know platonic like platonic like, way you know. that's what it is
0: yeah you are a light in this black hole of the universe yeah
1: but that's the thing, yeah. like that's, but yeah, that's, that's why, that's why I love you and I admire you so much as just a performer and as a friend. Um, and I want everyone to know that about you. And another thing I want everyone to know about you is where they can follow you online and where you're coming to uh, if they're near uh, any place mm-hmm. that you're going to be performing, where they can see you.
0: Brittany Brave on Instagram, Brittany Brave Comedy, TikTok, Britney Brave on all of the things. My website is now britneybrave.live because someone stole my BrittanyBrave.com domain and it is a weird Korean betting slash potentially sex trafficking website. Yikes. I should it's the Korean, Asian, Asian. I don't know what's happening there. Yeah. We're working on it. Um, I will be in, yes, South Florida, Tampa, Boca, Rochester, New York City. L.A., Naples, Boston, Phoenix, Memphis, Chicago.
1: BrittanyBrave.live. BrittanyBrave.live. Get those tickets. Make sure you go. I promise you, without a shadow of a doubt, and I'm not reading this off of my computer, she is one of the greatest comedians you'll see. Please go to her show if you have a chance. You're going to laugh. And if you don't, ask her her for your money back. <laughs> and she will give it and back I to you. A Lunchable
0: in your face. Yeah,
1: she'll she'll slap you with the Lunchables ham. Um with
0: just the meat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, this has been so fun. Real quick for if me.
0: And if you don't laugh, lol. Surprise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if this is just my opinion. If you don't laugh, you don't have a sense of humor, but like, that's just what, that's just what I think. In but, general
0: with everybody and everything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, real quick for me, you can find me on Instagram at Mike Valdez at TikTok at official Mike Valdez. You can go to thekidfromup.com until Disney sues me for that domain name uh, to find all of my uh, details on everywhere you can find me. Um, and yeah, other than that, just, Keep telling your friends to listen to this podcast and watch it. Uh, Thank you guys for checking us out. And please do not lose your sense of childlike wonder. Bye, besties!